ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Friday, November 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, we're going to take a look at area high school football playoff action with Jason Toy and Matt Perry. Jason's going to have the call of Cabell Midland on 97.9 The River, and Matt's going to have the call of Spring Valley on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. So we're going to talk to those gentlemen later on, get a preview of their respective matchups. Also, we're going to talk women's basketball. We'll hear from Tony Kemper. We'll get his remarks from last night. A tough loss for the women, and the men, they get the victory. Marshall wins over Howard 91-63. Highlights from that, Iron Bennett, career high, 17 points, 6 rebounds. He also blocked a couple of shots. Jansen Williams in that game had 15. Tavion Kinsey had 14. Jared West had 11. Marshall's on the road now. Next Friday they take on Florida, but it was a career game from Tavion Kinsey. Marshall also ending a three-game losing streak with that 91-63 victory. Kenzie, 14 assists and one turnover. So 14 points, 14 assists, that's a double-double. He also was close to a triple-double. He had seven rebounds. He was out there 28 minutes of play. If he could have got a few more rebounds, he could have had a triple-double, and that would have been fantastic for him. Also, the 14 assists 14 assist are the most since John Elmore set his career high of 13 against Concord on November 16, 2017. Also tied for eighth most in a game in program history. His 14 assists also one shy of Marshall assistant coach Cornelius Jackson's career high of 15 set against Central Michigan back on December 30th, 1999. So we're talking some history book stuff here. Record books for sure are being updated slightly because of that. So most since Elmore, one shy of the all-time mark, the career high of 15 against Central Michigan. I I believe that's the high mark there, but it is uh, one shy of Corny's career high of 15. So I think 15 is the... uh, it's, i got to double-check the record book on that one, so pretty big there. Now, you got to give Jarrett West some credit here. He He's out there playing whatever position they put him in, and he's, uh, he's now one behind in the steal category of Tink Brown. Tink Brown's got 150 career steals, and he gets those um, steals racking up. He's going to move up the chart a little bit. Uh, Tink Brown's 150 career steals. Uh, he is... Um, going to be in rarefied air. Here's what impressed me. Now, we're going to temper all this. We're talking Howard here. Howard's not the best test of your team. They're a good opponent. They play hard. They're inexperienced. They're young. They just don't have the firepower. But Marshall was able to take advantage. That's what you're going to do against teams that you're supposed to beat. Marshall shot 58.2% from the field. That's best shooting night since January 19, 2019 against FIU. 
that is what I was looking for. Be honest with you. I was looking for better shooting. And again, Bennett, career high. Jansen Williams gets a little bit healthier on the three-point shot. Marshall had some guys get out there. Some prominent time for them. I mean, Luke Thomas scored the first points of his career. He played 12 minutes. Your redshirt guard, Jeremy Dillon, scored the first points of his Marshall career in the game. Opportunities for a lot of players to get out there. I want to see more of Cam Brooks-Harris. That's one guy I really want to see more. He's out there 19 minutes. He goes two of five. Misses both of his three-pointers. And he gets five rebounds, four points, 19 minutes, I want to see a little bit more of him. He had a couple of steals, a couple of blocks. He had four turnovers. Turnovers, 17 apiece for both teams. You'd like to cut that down a little bit. But here are some of the interesting numbers. So hustle points, as I like to call them. Marshall, points in the paint, beat Howard 64-15. to Points off turnovers, it was 18-11 in favor of Howard. Got to clean that up a little bit. Second chance points, 14-8 in favor of Marshall. Fast break points, 16-3 in favor of Marshall. And then your bench, Marshall's bench, put 27 points on the scoreboard. Howard's came out with 21. Thundering Herd outscore Howard in that first half, 47-27. Go and cruise control, second half, they outscore him 44-36, and that's your final, 91-63. So Thundering Herd, a few days to recuperate, rest, enjoy the holidays. They've got Florida coming up. That'll be next week. We'll have that game for you on Black Friday right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930 as the Thundering Herd looking for another win to get back into uh, positive numbers. You, know, you don't want uh, to be below 500. You want to try to get better, stay above 500 if possible. Again, ultimately at the end of the day, let's, let's name it what it is. Marshall played Howard. Marshall's supposed to do this against Howard. Now, go do something against Florida is hopefully the next step for the Thundering Herd. You play well against Notre Dame. We kind of think that um, maybe Toledo's the better team in that one. Toledo-Notre Dame, that was pretty epic. So you look at those two and think, okay, maybe those aren't as bad losses as you think. And then Marshall goes down, performs well against Florida, and you might feel a little bit better about this team. It's a work in progress. Let's just be honest. It's a work in progress right now. Thundering Herd gets the win. That's the important thing. Improves to 2-3, and three, and now you hope that they can go perform well against Florida, come back to the Henderson Center, feeling a little bit better about themselves. That's the goal. Women's basketball team, however, that was a bad loss for them, I think, last night. Uh, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper in a few minutes. We're going to get his thoughts. His post game from last night, didn't get a chance to get to it, so we're going to hear a little bit from him as the women were in action yesterday. It was a doubleheader. Crowd, I think, was a little down for the men. It was an okay crowd for the women. I'd like to see more for the women. If you, you can get to a women's game this year, you should do it. Uh, they're playing hard. Unfortunately, they take the loss yesterday. But you had a 5 o'clock game for the women, and then you had an 8 o'clock game for the men. I think that kind of hurt a little bit of that crowd. Weeknight, school night, you would have got out of there late if you would have stayed the duration. If you're bringing your kids, you're going to have to leave early anyway, depending on how old they are. But at the same time, 
I was good with the doubleheader opportunity maybe to see some of the women's action for the first time in a while for a lot of you. So we're going to talk about that game. Later on, we're going to preview high school football area action across the tri-state. Uh, we've got Matt Perry. We've got Jason Toy coming up. So those guys will be with us when we continue on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Yesterday at the Cam Anderson Center, doubleheader of action. Great night if you love Marshall basketball. The men get the victory, however, unfortunately, for Tony Kemper and his Marshall women's basketball team. They lose to the Morgan State Bears 57-52. Heard now 3-2. The Bears improved to 3-3. Taylor Pearson and redshirt senior Khadija Brooks led the team in scoring. Both had 13. Savannah Wheeler chipped in 11, so good work from the freshman there. Pearson also led the team in rebounds with seven. Not a good night for the Thundering Herd, though. They did struggle offensively. They shot 31.9%. That was 15 of 47 from the field. They hit 8 of 19 from the 3, but they missed 12 free throws. Uh, you don't win games if you miss the free throws. But what's disappointing, I think, is Marshall had a 11-1 lead at one point. I mean, you look at this game and think, okay, the Herd's just going to run away with this thing. They jump out, go 11-1 up, and then Morgan State just starts fighting back. And they outscore the Herd 11-3. They turn up the defensive pressure, and guess what? we get this final score. Now, didn't have a chance yesterday during our three hours. It felt like more, but our three hours of coverage. We had the show live from the Henderson Center. We're going to probably do that more during some of the women's games. We'll try to get over there and do the show live. So, game was going on during the show. And then we're doing our pregame for the men's game. And the women's game's wrapping up. And then last night after... All said and done, uh, we had a late night, so we didn't get a chance to get to Tony Kemper's comments, but I wanted to hear him. We'll play – we're not going to play the whole thing, I don't think. But let's just get a little bit of Tony Kemper's thoughts on this game. Again, Marshall losing the Morgan State 57-52. Here's Tony Kemper talking about the game after the loss. Well, that's disappointing, you know, and, and uh, it's a pretty quiet locker room, and it should be. Um, we're trying to find our way, and I think that shows up pretty evident. Um, I need to do a better job of coaching them on offense. Um, our last two games have just not been very good. Um, I think I think as a group we've got to focus better. Um, you know, you, you, just, you can't lose at home when you give up 57 points. You, you can't lose at home. And... Four for 12, four for 11, four for 12, three for 12. And it's up and down. Four for 26 from the free throw line. 19 turnovers. Um, it's a disappointing day. Uh, I, I talked to their coach before the game. I said, you guys are good. He said, we're not very good. I said, you're good. And we knew it. And, uh, I, you know, their guards were able to pressure us and, and – you know, are we going to figure that out? I probably believe that we will, but we we looked we looked young tonight handling it, and maybe by the time we figured it out, it was too late, and then we just couldn't make a free throw and we couldn't make a shot, and 
you know, go from there. To their credit, you, you described them the other night as, as quick and tenacious. Well, they were all those things, weren't they? They played. What's the famous football guy? They are what we said they were, or something like that. History. It is no surprise to me. No surprise to me. I mean, I said this the other day too. That Nebraska, they went to Nebraska. It was it was tight. You know, I anticipated it to be tight, and then, you know, we just we're just puppy dogs finding our way. You know, and I, I actually, I, I do like this team. Um, I like being around them every day. I, I obviously have got to improve the way I've got them put together, how we are playing, what we are doing. It's got to improve. And then when they get a chance to, they've got to knock, they've got to step up there and knock something in. You know, they got to help me a little bit on that, too. And they're at the free throw line. they got to make some. We can't shoot 53%. So, it's a two-way street. They need, they need some improvement from me. I'll take a little from them, too. Take away a third of the turnovers and make another half of the free throws, and it's in close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of those yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, you know, in the first half when we got it, just we were just throwing it everywhere. Um, actually, didn't call a timeout, and my thought was like, I don't know. At some point, they've got to grow up and they've got to figure it out. I, I'm just going to tell them, don't do that. I mean, I, I don't have, I have no schematic differences for just dribbling into a trap, jumping up and throwing it to them. Like, we can't do that. We had to stay under control. When you get in a trap, you got to be strong with the ball. You know, what I mean, so. But, you know, they they took some passes away, and we were not prepared for that. We were not prepared for that. I knew they were going to do it. We had uh, done some things, but we did obviously did not do enough. We didn't do enough to combat that because we couldn't get into anything. Um, so. Yeah, they weren't just quick with their with their hands; they were quick with their feet. And yeah, they're good athletes. They're good athletes, and all across the board, they don't. There wasn't any. There wasn't anybody that's like, okay, well, we can get we can get a catch on her. You know, they could all do it. Does it help having a young team another quick turnaround Sunday chance to improve on a lot of things? Well, this is going to sound like a smart aleck remark. I'll let you know at four o'clock on Sunday. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, you know, we only have one day of prep. We got to take an off day. We don't need an off day. We need to work, but uh, we got to take one a week, so we're going to take it tomorrow. Um, and it, it's fine. They, they can get refreshed. Um, they, they'll be down. I'll be down. You know, so it'll be maybe it'll be okay to not not go right back at it. But we'll have one day of prep, and then we got to go play play on the road. You know, and, and we've done that once this year and didn't have a lot of success, so we'll have to improve um, if we're going to feel good at Evansville. Intelligent bunch, but basketball intelligence and intelligence are can be two different things. No, I, I think they're fine on that. I mean, I, I'll, I will, uh, and then that's a fair question. That's a fair question. 
Um, but I think we can't simulate that. You know, we can't simulate that. And then, so then you go to kind of like a, this is what it's going to feel like, but they haven't felt it yet. You know, they felt it right there. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's what you're talking about. Um, so they're going to be fine on that. And then, but hopefully tonight was a growing experience for them. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm still figuring out, you know, who's supposed to be out there with who. And, and, uh, I, I think, unfortunately, I like to tell you, I have more clarity and I don't, I do not, you know, and tonight was probably more confusing than, than, uh, and what it's been, so it's part of it. Yep. Defensively, you guys played fairly well. You know, had eight steals, hold another thirty-three percent shooting. Any takeaways from that on the side? Yeah, I mean, our our defense structurally is probably pretty good. I mean, we're, we're going to make you earn baskets, and for the most part, we do a pretty good job of that. I think we're fouling too much, honestly. Um, but looking at how much we got to the free throw line, it, it kind of evens out. It usually does, so it's probably okay. Um, but I think, we, I think we had a pretty good idea of where they were going to be when they, you know, raised their hand, wheeled their hands, and called a set, and then ran around. We knew where they were going to be. We were in the right spot, so they shoot 33%. And we do what we did on offense, which is ugly. Ugly. All good. All right, that's Tony Kemper. After the loss yesterday at Morgan State, 57-52. Quite candid from the head coach of the women's team. We'll find out if they can bounce back. They will be taking on the Evansville Purple Aces. And we hope to have Coach Kemper back on the program with us next week. When we come back from break, we're going to talk high school football. We have got Matt Perry joining us, uh, number 11 Capital, taking on number three Spring Valley. Playoff action continues. We'll talk about it next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had him on the program, but let's rectify that now. We've got Matt Perry. He will be calling Capital at Spring Valley tonight. Capital comes into the contest now 6-5. and five. Spring Valley 10-1, and one, and last week Spring Valley had to basically get over, you might describe it as a slow start. They, uh, I don't want to say they struggled against Hurricane, but they had to, they had to come back. They had to rally. And they did it. They they did it by scoring 34 points in the second half, and they get the 34-6 first round win over the Hurricane Redskins. Matt Perry is with us now on the program. Were the Timberwolves just wanting to be a little bit dramatic last week? What's the deal here? No, uh, I think it was a continuation of uh, trying to find themselves a little offensively. Um, not to take anything away from Hurricane, they came out and played de- a pretty good defense. But uh, if you could struggle and win by four touchdowns, I think any coach in uh, the state of West Virginia would take that. 
This week, the Timberwolves have to contend with a capital squad that beat Wheeling Park up on the island, and they won mm-hmm. impressively, 45-21. So they move on. They can put some points on the board. They're sitting at 6-5 and five now. So another challenge for the Timberwolves as they continue to try to get back to the island and maybe get that victory there. Yeah, it's uh, the third straight season that Capital and Spring Valley, actually four, excuse me, four straight season that Capital and Spring Valley have met in the playoffs. Obviously familiar foes. Uh, last week we were talking about how it, on this side of the bracket, it's all MSAC teams. And so you know what you're getting with Capital. Um, earlier this year, Spring Valley, uh, even though that Capital offense can score, uh, they didn't do it against Valley. Uh, Spring Valley shut them out 41 to nothing. And so. I don't say I don't I do not foresee another shutout tonight, obviously. But Spring Valley has shown that on the defensive side of the ball, they're a step above um, most teams in this in this Triple A playoff. You're going to be there all night. Just going to point that out to you now. You're going to be there all night. It's going to be touchdown a minute. It's going to be ninety. <laughs> it's going to be ninety to eighty nine. Something crazy like that. Uh, the entire state's going to listen because it's just going to be that crazy of a ball game. That's that's what I'm expecting tonight. Hey, you know what? I'd take that too, uh, for sure. Um, but, you know, Spring Valley, um, last week, a slow start, uh, dominated in the second half. And we talk about it every week. Mike Myers and myself, um, a color commentator, we talk about it at the beginning of the game. Uh, he kind of laughs at me because we write out our keys to the game. And there's number one is always the same for Spring Valley because if they control the clock and control the football like they're capable of doing with that running attack, which is, other than Cabell Midland, the, um, those are the top two rushing attacks that I've seen in the state of West Virginia this year. They can milk so much time off the clock that it uh, makes other offenses feel like even in the first quarter and in the first half that they have to uh, they have to hit those big plays because they know, man, if we punt the ball away, Spring Valley is going to milk another five, six, seven minutes off this clock. So that's what they need to do tonight. Matt Perry is joining us tonight. It is going to be Capital and Spring Valley. Um, this is a Capital team that's 6-5. and five. Last week they were 5-5. Five and five. And yep. to some – Five and five teams. What are you doing in the playoffs here? Let's uh, yeah. let's let's be honest here. This isn't a team with a winning record. What are they doing here? Um, how do you feel about that? Well, um, we just saw the new classifications come out yesterday, um, I, and I'll be honest with you, um, the SSAC did not fix some of the problems that I was hoping that would be fixed. I still think it's going to be more of the same when it comes to AAA. It's just the nature of the beast. They did add a couple of AAA teams, and I'm very excited to have Bridgeport in AAA now, um, the traditional AA power up there moving up to AAA. But um, I was also hoping that Fairmont Senior would come up to AAA. Um, I know everybody was saying, well, that would delude AA. Well, I'm selfish. I call AAA games. And so I was hoping for um, those types of playoff scenarios that uh, a couple of more teams will move up to AAA because not trying to throw shade, but Lincoln County moving up to AAA, that, that's an 0-10 team almost every season against AAA opponents at this point in their program. So to have Bridgeport will help, but I still think we're going to see more of the same, 5-5 five and 4-6. Five and four and, six. and I, I don't want to sound like you know an elitist or something, but 4-6 and six has no business in the playoffs, but we've seen multiple teams with 4-6 and six records in the playoffs. 5-5, five and five, I can somewhat get behind, you know, hey, maybe you snuck into the playoffs, you beat the right teams, the numbers came out on your side, that's awesome. But uh, I still think we have a lot of work to do in this state with the uh, large gulf between the top of AAA 
in the bottom of AAA. Matt Perry joining us tonight. The Capital Cougars taking on Spring Valley Timberwolves. And looking ahead, you can't. You can't look ahead. I know you're looking you ahead, but you can't look ahead. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Well, I've got a, a guy on the show. I sure can. Yeah, I'm a. I got a guy on the show next. Uh, next segment. Uh, he he's a uh, he's a guy you might want to look ahead to, but you can't do it. Um, yeah. So let's. Well, talk- if you're the Spring Valley Timberwolves, obviously you can't look ahead. But the cool part about our jobs is that we can. You know, I've been I've been wanting to make that trip since uh, you know Cabell Midland defeated Spring Valley. I, I want to see a rematch. It has nothing to do with me. Uh, you know, as an alumni, it's not like I want revenge or anything. I just think that's going to be the best semifinal matchup on this side of the bracket. Spring Valley and Cabell Midland, traditional teams that uh, are rivals, and you're playing for a chance to go to Wheeling Island. It doesn't get much better than that. It just doesn't. Matt Perry joining us on the program. Let's talk about this matchup itself for Spring Valley. Where do you begin? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, usually you want to start with Nate Ellis, but where do you begin with Spring Valley? That is, um, if you're Spring Valley and if you're Capitals defense, obviously you have to pack the box. And that is what Hurricane did in the first half last week. And it was successful for the first two quarters. They legitimately had... Even their safeties were within about seven yards of the line of scrimmage. They were packed up there, even closer than that at times. And uh, they left single coverage on Corbin Page. In the second half, Spring Valley started throwing the ball a little bit. You cannot single cover Page. I haven't seen a defensive back in the state of West Virginia yet that can cover Page one-on-one. And that led to Spring Valley opening up that 34 straight points in the second half. You, You have to stop the run against Spring Valley. Luke Christopher... David Livingston and uh, and Nate Ellis and Zane Porter, all four of those guys who start in the backfield are going to carry the ball multiple times, and um, they just they wear teams down. I, I, it's it's like a war of attrition. The first quarter a team could look good, and then you just realize, man, that big offensive line that has two Division One talents on it, and a, uh, their center is also playing college football at a lower division for Spring Valley. I mean, they just wear you down. They're so big, they're so physical, and then eventually they get what they want. So against Capital, it's going to be ball control. It's going to be more of the same. Capital has to get their passing game going. Last time that these two teams met, their quarterback threw five interceptions. He is not that type of quarterback. He's shown against other teams that he is a productive quarterback that can throw the ball and they can score points in bunches. He cannot turn the ball over tonight against this Spring Valley defense, or it's going to be another long night for the Cougars. Capitals a little bit different of a team since the last Spring Valley played them. Chance mm-hmm. Knox is in the backfield for Capital. Uh, he's going to be a difference maker tonight. Well, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense, uh, especially the game that I saw. As I said, it's the only time I've watched them live, but they couldn't get the ball into Knox's hands. This is a kid that's going to go play college football. And when you have a kid that's going to play at the next level, he's going to Virginia Military Institute, uh, you have to get the ball into his hands as many times as possible. So it was a great call by the Capitol coaching staff, putting him in the backfield where he can make an impact on many more plays and then he was previous when he was in the slot. Uh, like I said, they just struggled so mightily to get the ball into their playmakers' hands that it's a good move by them, in my opinion. Matt Perry is joining us tonight. It's going to be Capital Spring Valley. You can listen to that game on 92.7, 98.5. The Planet, Spring Valley, Capital. The winner of this one more than likely gets uh, the winner of uh, George Washington and Campbell Midland. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Campbell Midland. I'm just go ahead. Yep. We'll just book it next week. Uh, 
I did. Now, this te- is what I want to know. Yeah. Do are we going to do a sit down? I want a sit down with Jason Toy. You, myself, and Jason Toy do that spot together. That's what I want next week if it happens. Have you seen Jason Toy <laughs> with his mustache? No, no, not, no. I'm not talking about that. I just have you seen Jason Toy because I can never get the guy to sit down. Oh, one of those. I thought we were talking about the No Shave November thing. Okay, no, no. no I'll um, let him promote that. Uh, and um, I saw their video that they were hyping it. Uh, yeah, on Facebook. I did too. And you know what I thought to myself because they asked me to do it and I felt bad that I didn't do it. Then I saw their hype video and I'm glad I didn't do it. Oh, it, listen, that was a work of art. I don't know what you're. Uh, you, we saw two different videos evidently because I thought it was immaculate. It was amazing. Uh, Matt Perry joining us on the program probably for the last time. If I, no, that video was not immaculate. Of course, uh, <laughs> go to um, go to your favorite Kindred Communication employees uh, Facebook page to find that video, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Matt Perry might even share it on his social media feed if you haven't already. For sure, I'm going to find it when I <laughs> after the game this evening. All right, um, Bill Cornwell, not with your crew tonight, so uh, things should run pretty smooth. We hope. Automatic W. You know how it is. <laughs> if Bill's on a Marshall assignment, Spring Valley wins. Uh, he has he has the bad luck usually. And so uh, Mike and I, uh, there's two ways that I know Spring Valley is going to win. If they bust out the uh, Carolina blue uniforms and if Bill Cornwell isn't here, I mark it down pregame. Okay, he was present for the one loss, right? Yeah, Bill was here for the one loss. Okay. That is correct. You were there for the one loss also. Well, the play-by-play guy's here every week, though. Okay. I can't be blamed for that, Paul. I'm just saying, you were there. <laughs> True. I, you know, you got me on that one. You know what? I'll tell you what, though. Next week, Jason Toy will be there. And the last time Jason Toy was there in the proximity of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, yeah, they lost. I know. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Okay, so if you want that sit-down, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's up to you. I'm just I'm pointing out what I know as, as facts, as a as a trusted member of the media. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just think it'd be real fun. I think we'd have a lot of fun doing that. Matt Perry joining us. Um, this is the fun segment. Uh, i got to get serious and professional now because Jason's coming on next. And um, I understand completely. Yeah, I've got to step my game back up because, again, Jason Toy. Exactly. Award, you know, award-winning that's... Jason Toy. Award-winning. That's correct, sir. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Hey, I hope to hear from you next week. See you later. If you don't, you know what? You could come on the show next week and you can give a critique of uh, Capital versus Capital Midland. You can do that. It'd be fine. Okay. When, you know I am available whenever you need it, Paul. All right. Fair enough. And you know what? If Spring Valley loses, you definitely will be available next week. So we might call <laughs> well, you up on that. For sure. Yes, sir. We might call <laughs> you up on that. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you Sounds soon. Sounds good. Have a good day. That's Matt Perry. Uh, we kid around a lot. I do have to get serious because Jason Toy's next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Number seven, George Washington tonight faces off against the second-ranked Cabell Midland Knights. We'll have that game for you. On 97.9 The River, Jason Toy will have all the play-by-play action of this one with the winner to either play Capital or Spring Valley. Jason Toy with us now on the program. And just give you a heads up, next week if Spring Valley and Capital Midland win, uh, Matt Perry wants to do the the sit-down with you, me, and him. Okay. 
Sounds good to me. Yeah, um, and I did remind him, though, the last time that you were in this proximity, the Spring Valley Timberwolves, they lost. So um, I'm just I'm just pointing out facts, Jason, that uh, you were there well, last time. You're the reason. You're the reason Spring Valley lost last time. It's you. Oh, no, not at all. It's the way the, the boys played for Cabell Midland was the reason why, and that's the one thing about it since then. Spring Valley has figured out what happened and has corrected that, so that's what worries me a little bit about Spring Valley going forward here. I mean, they're a really good football team, and, you know, tonight Midland, they're facing a pretty good team that loves to pass the ball, and that's going to be the big fun thing tonight to watch, uh, see how the Midland defense can do to stop that passing attack here tonight. Are you surprised it's George Washington instead of Huntington for this matchup? No, not at all. I mean, I think ever since after uh, week two of the season, after they went 0-2, Steve Edwards Jr., who's you know, a veteran coach, you know, following his father's footsteps as well, they figured out what the issue was and that they made some corrections, and they went off and won eight of their last nine ball games. I mean, they, they're definitely a very good football team. Like Coach Sammons was telling me, things looking at them on film, their, their offensive line is the best they've ever been uh, this year, and uh, it gives them the protection they need to throw the football. They spread the field quite a bit, and it's going to provide a challenge. You know, there's a really good quarterback here for GW. He loves to throw the ball, but if he needs to, he can tuck and run. He's got some pretty good footwork under him. So it'll be interesting tonight. Midland's defense definitely has to step up offensively. The Midland's offense has got to do what they've been doing, and that's just uh, pound the football out there, ground and pound it, three yards, spot of dusk, and set yourself up for the big play. So it's going to be a good one here tonight. And the nice thing about it, as opposed to being at Spring Valley, all the rain today doesn't affect the field here like it does at Spring Valley, so I'm glad we're on the turf. Jason Toys with us tonight's game on 97.9 The River as George Washington taking on second-ranked Cabell Midland with the winner facing off either against Capital or Spring Valley. We can't look ahead too much here. Uh, George Washington, I mean, this is a team that Cabell Midland hasn't seen much of. You would think that these two teams would have faced off against each other we're talking about two Mountain State Athletic Conference foes. Yet, Huntington's seen them twice. You haven't seen them yet other than on film. So yeah, that's... It's the first, And actually, this is the first time that Midland has faced this team since 2015. Wow, I didn't it's realize been, it was that long. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. Scheduling quirk? What, um, what gives here? It's just the way the rotation works uh, in the Mountain State Athletic Conference and the certain amount of games that you have to schedule. They try to spread it out to where everybody can face everybody in a kind of a and the way things circle around. Uh, and I would imagine probably next year GW back on the schedule again uh, for the next couple of years, next two years at least for home-and-home home, uh, with GW next year. It's just kind of the rotation, the way the MSAC works. And, of course, now they got to find some replacements with you know Ripley and with Beckley uh, Woodrow Wilson leaving as well. What's the pressure here for Cabell Midland? You're undefeated. You're number two. You've got a good George Washington team coming on uh, the field with you possibility uh, here think, yeah i mean go ahead yeah. i was gonna say i think the biggest thing is the fact you can't you know you can't look ahead you got to take it one game like it's the old coach's cliche you got to take it one game at a time and you can't uh can't second guess anybody because every single game even though you might be undefeated you're the number two team in the state behind martinsburg you were number one for a long time and the only reason why martinsburg's ahead of you is because of points and you can't uh you're going to get the best game from every team you go against doesn't matter if it's a regular season or the postseason as well and you know, Midland's been tested this year. They got tested quite a bit, you know, against Capital, against Hurricane, uh, against Spring Valley. I mean, against Huntington as well. And it's the senior leadership. This team believes that they can win every time they go out on the field. They're not, and they're not cocky about it as well. They just go out and play hard-nosed football, and that's what's been their uh, their big key here this season. They've been able to, to capitalize off of that and be able to have some good, uh, some success.
Jason Toys with us tonight. Number seven, George Washington facing off against number two, Cabell Midland. We'll have that game for you. You can listen to it on 97.9 The River. Uh, George and Washington. Can, Go ahead. And you can watch it. It's our Kindred Digital Sports Game of the Week, too. You can watch it on the on the uh, uh, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 uh, Facebook page and website. Will you be on the video stream? Not audio. I'm just, I'm in the Jason Toy. <laughs> big picture of Jason Toy right there. No, no, no. They don't uh, allow us to be on there. So we're, you know, we have to have a uh, face for, for, uh, for radio. So uh, they keep us on the radio side and keep our audio there. No, I, and then I'm, I'm just going to stick with radio then, man. I'm not. Uh, oh, okay. I, there I, you mean, go. I, I, I would do it. I would go to the video, but you're not going to be there. So, um, <laughs> only in voice only. So, uh, that's our video game as well. And of course, Next week, if uh, if it's Cabell Midland and Spring Valley, uh, you know, we're just going to rent a, a gigantic TV, and we're just going to well, yeah, this you is... know, and we hope and we hope it's uh, Cabell Midland and Spring Valley. I mean, just because you know, being in our backyard and all that stuff as well. But I tell you what, both teams tonight are going to have they're going to get tested tonight. I think Midland's going to get tested by GW here tonight. I think Spring Valley has got a team in Capital that's coming in that is playing some really good football here the last. Uh, last half of the regular season, and of course, go to Wheeling Park to come away with the win the way they did last week. That's really good as well. So you got a Capital team that's confident, thinking they can win too. I think both teams are going to get tested. I'll ask you the same thing I asked Matt earlier in the show. Capital coming into that game, they're now six and five. They did not have a winning mm-hmm. record going into the game last week. There's been some contention that maybe teams with uh, winning records only and the playoffs or teams with losing records shouldn't get in. Where do you fall on that? I agree. I, I think I think it's just a numbers deal right now. And, you know, they added three more teams to AAA. I don't think it's going to make a huge uh, you know, huge difference when it comes to that. I think that eventually they're going to have to either go back to a two-class deal or they go to 12 teams in the playoff instead of 16. I think a team that's 5-5, five and five, you know, I think if you're an even record, I think five and five can get you in the playoffs. You know, you know, you look at it, six and six gets you a bowl game. So I mean, I think that you know, five and five gets you in. I think if you have a losing record, I don't think it works out that way. But it's definitely, um, it definitely is a, um, um, uh, is a. Um, I think it's definitely something that needs to be looked at here. But we'll see how now that Bridgeport comes into the game. Jason Toy's with us tonight. It's George Washington and Cabell Midland. Video streaming on our Facebook page. Of course, you can listen to the game on 97.9 The River. And to your point there, you get a few more teams in Class AAA. But I just don't think the financials uh, are going to ever make sense for the uh, SSAC or the schools who want to cut this thing down from 16 to 12. Uh, you can't yeah, I, get them I mean, to think I agree. that I, way. I agree with that, but definitely something's got to be done with it. I mean, it, you know, you have a team like Preston last week that went up against Martinsburg, and they were four and six, and just got embarrassed uh, up there. That was, you know, that's hard on that school and making the playoffs to be able to go up there and then have it just handed to them the way they did. And there's got to be something that's done. I don't think adding three more teams to AAA is going to make the uh, whole hill of beans about it. You know, I think it's great to have Bridgeport in there because I think they bring a, a lot to it, but. You know, Lincoln County, I think, is going to struggle. Oak Hill is going to be something I think is going to build down the road, and that could be a possibility of a team to go in the MSAC now that Beckley's leaving. So we're just going to have to wait and see how it all shakes out. Jason Toy with us. Again, the game tonight on 97.9 The River. Video streaming available on our Facebook page, ESPN Radio, 94.1 FM and AM 930. And uh, the next week, uh, hopefully, uh, we're talking about Cabell Midland and Spring Valley because yep. if that's the case, uh, we get our Christmas bonuses, I believe, right? That, that, that'll be awesome. We'll hopefully see how it, 
how it shakes out for uh, hopefully we're playing after Thanksgiving. That'll be the thing we all want to do. All right, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you soon uh, and um, have fun out there tonight. All right, man. Thanks, sir. Talk to you soon. That is Jason Toy. Uh, listen to his game tonight again, 97.9 The River. Also, we got the video streaming coming up on our Facebook page, ESPN Radio, 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can find that on Facebook. And, of course, uh, you can just go to our website, wrvc.com. We'll get you there to the video streaming. No problems whatsoever if you want to find the game tonight. So coming up tomorrow, we've got Marshall taking on Charlotte. I'm going to be at Roosters. Dave Walsh will be with me as well. And we're going to preview that action. Then after the game, we're going to have our post-game coverage. Hope you can check in with us after the game and talk about the herd hopeful victory over Charlotte. And if Marshall can beat Charlotte, then they're one game away from clinching the East Division title. And if they can clinch the East Division title, that means they're going to play for the Conference USA Championship. And more than likely, there might be a scenario or two out there where uh, it's going to be close. But more than likely, if Marshall can win out, Marshall's going to host the Conference USA Championship game. And I'm sure that would be super fun for a lot of Herd fans. But got to get past Charlotte, and that's coming up tomorrow, and we'll have coverage of that one again. We'll be live at Roosters, so if you're looking for a game destination, you want to watch the game, guess what? Roosters is where you want to be. I want to thank our producer, Jabril Sellers. We appreciate him. I'm going to come back tomorrow well-rested. We had a long day yesterday. I'm excited for tomorrow. I heard football one game to go after tomorrow and then a potential Conference USA championship. Uh, don't forget Marshall Soccer on Sunday. We'll have post-game reaction on Monday. Hopefully we're talking about a Marshall win over West Virginia. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Again, for Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swanton. Thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Until Monday, good night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.